Okay. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us today. After a long extended period of technical malfunction, I am here with the one yeah. and only Mikhail. Is it Mikhail or Michael or what is it? How do you go by? Mikhail. Mikhail? Yeah. All right. Well, that's a nice biblical name there. It, well, it is. Right. It's a bit flat. Um, usually foreigners uh, put all sorts of inflection on, on my name that doesn't exist in my native language. You seem to be lagging a bit. Did you ever see the movie Euro Trip? Yes, I did. I watched it, I think, when it came out. One of my friends brought yeah. it over and we watched it. Yeah. Do you, do you remember there's a storyline on there where he's communicating with a girl and he doesn't realize she's a girl? Yeah. And uh, yeah. it yeah. turns out her name yeah. was Michael, but it was like, it was like, I don't know. Whatever. It was got Mika. 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 Yeah. Okay. Okay. And uh, where are you calling out of real quick? I'm calling from Denmark. Denmark. Okay. See, are you guys, are you guys the ones who gave us the Vikings or was that Norway? Well, it's a whole thing, Scandinavian thing. I think mostly it was close to where I live. There are some old settlements, uh, Viking oh. settlements. So, but they were also Norwegian and Swedish, and this whole oh. Scandinavian thing. That's kind of ironic because those those people were known for being quite violent, and now. Those oh, countries yeah. are all peaceful <laughs> and well, uh, pacifist. They were violent when they were out among foreigners. When they were home, they're just farmers. <laughs> they're just farmers. <laughs> so, okay. so yeah, they went so, all over and and pillaged and yeah. Right. That's this uh, game they played uh, when they would cut off the head, the top of the head of people, and then they play football with it. Oh my God! American football yeah. or European football? No, no, with the feet. They all kick it around. Yeah, okay. All right. Well, let's see. Okay, so uh my name is Isaiah Diesel and I'm from America. You're from uh North uh, Denmark and yes, can, and I'm a Christian, but can you tell me real quick before we get started, uh if you have any religious uh, affiliation or what is your worldview, the no. way you see the world? Well, the the thing is um my country has a state religion, but yeah. I've never been religious. Um, uh-huh. And I realized for the past couple of years, or maybe for, yeah, I'm not baptized or confirmed or anything, which is the norm here. Um, mm -hmm. But I slowly realized in my 20s, I think, and I'm 46 now, uh, that I was an atheist or. You're an atheist, okay. And yeah. so on a scale from one, one meaning you positively know that god exists and seven being that you know that god does not exist where would so you rate the on that scale? scale yeah 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 well five or six five or six okay so you're pretty that's a yeah. pretty soft that's a pretty soft 
soft, you might call it agnostic, no. or a lowercase yeah. a. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah. Sometimes I don't know if you've seen this uh, grid thing where you you can be an agnostic atheist. Uh, I'm not yeah. positively stating that I know that God right, right. God or gods don't exist. Um, I just don't see any evidence of it in my life. Okay, I've never right. encountered it uh, personally. So you would say, and uh, this 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 word gets a really bad connotation but um it's really not it's really not but you would say that you're ignorant on whether or not god exists or doesn't exist uh yeah ignorant I, maybe i don't know if, if if ignorant is the correct word but uh, as far as i'm concerned i'm i'm not in the position to know right uh, well so so and that that is not i'm not using that word as a derogatory. No, no, I, I, I understand that ignorance isn't really a, a negative thing. Yeah, because I can say without a doubt, I'm ignorant of 99 point, probably 5% of what there is to know. Me too, probably. <laughs> I, on my best day, will know 1% of what I need to know. And so I'm doing my very best from my very limited perspective. And actually, you know, speaking of which, that is our topic today. But before we get into our topic, we always like to start off, start off with a friendly fire round. Okay. So yeah, yeah. first question I want to ask you is what is your favorite fast food? Or do you even have fast food in uh Oh yeah? In pizza. Pizza would be my way to go. Uh, do you have like Domino's or Pizza Hut or anything like that? I have a Pizza Hut for but it's really not that popular. Uh, and Domino's. I think they have that in Copenhagen, but not here. Okay, and let's see what what what. Uh, where would you spend the last month of your life? Last month of my life. Any Probably country. In a, any country. Um, not 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 in Denmark, obviously. Has to be. A well, that would be probably Italy or Spain. Okay. I think, or or America. There are many no. places in America I, no. I would go. I no, wouldn't want to live there. Obviously, <laughs> I say you, you might get shot reasons. in America. You might get shot like on your twenty seventh or twenty fifth <laughs> day, so that you might want to stay well, away. Well, well, the, then then it would have been an experience, I think. <laughs> okay. Well, here's the really big question. Here's the question I want to know: Is if you were going to die? at the hands of any fictional horror character, who would you want to die at the hands of? A fictional horror character? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I don't know if you know, uh, it's not exactly horror, but um, um, I'm reading this by now 17 book series called The Dresden Files, and it's filled to the brim with horrific right. characters. Right. And yeah, I think I would like to be taken out of this life by a succubus. A succubus, wow, there you go. Actually, the best answer officially on that topic has been Yahweh. Another atheist said <laughs> Yahweh of the Bible, so that's really good. Oh, uh, Lee, yeah. Lee, Lee, you were a great guest. You're welcome. On, you're welcome on anytime, mate. Uh, I look forward to another talk with you, Lee. Okay, uh, Lee is uh, half Korean, half Chinese, or something, because he has a name okay. Lee in there somehow. So, 
he's Asian somewhere, somewhere down the line. But okay, so, 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 but before we get started, I would like if you could tell me anything like very unique or special about uh, Denmark, um, Danish customs or history. We already know you guys like to kill and, and pillage places. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, but apart, we did. Apart, okay, so it, can, can you give me any 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 background information on that country? Because I, I got to be honest, you might be the first Dane I've ever talked. You're a great Dane. You're a great person. So I want to call you a great Thanks. Dane. That means you're a dog. And we eat dogs in South yeah. Korea. So anyway, it's on yeah. you. But yeah, um, I've seen a lot of YouTube channels that uh, mm -hmm. uh, of Americans uh, who travel here and and discover the Danish concept of hygge, which is a concept that I think maybe they it, it exists other places, but it's it's an institution which is um, a thing where you spend good time with family or friends and and um, this. It's it's a big word, really, uh, where it, it is about doing things you like, uh, eating and drinking, and uh, not necessarily uh, alcohol, but but it's in there. Uh, it's what you do uh, around the holidays, or or um, you do it um, with with family uh, at specific times of year, or. Uh, when you feel like it, it's it's a end of the week thing, Friday Saturday thing, um, and it's about staying inside, uh, putting on your woolen socks and and uh, cuddling up with people you you like, maybe watching wow. a movie or something like that. It and is sorry, good. Yeah, because uh, Denmark is is it is great. But let's be honest, the weather kind of stinks here most of the time because it, it's either raining or it is really cold. And yeah, then you have times of year where you can be outside when it's, when it's good. It's good uh, around summer, of course. But uh, we are hardy people, so you could also go to a restaurant uh, in the dead of winter and sit outside. Uh, and we'll, Bring space heaters and and sit with blankets and, wow. and do the cozy hygge thing. Okay. So all right, well, really, I really appreciate you sharing that with me. Uh, I actually, someone said in here that you sound Finnish, and I got to spend um, a couple of weeks in Finland. I, oh. I, I'm a member of this website called Couchsurfing, and yeah, have you, you ever heard of it? No, can't say I have. Darth Dawkins, uh, I am a believer, sir. Uh, but <laughs> he says I'm an atheist, like uh, two atheists talking to each other. I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, Bible believer. I love Jesus Christ and I'm here sharing his love. And I don't draw profanity on my guests like you do, Darth. So find somewhere else to troll, please. Okay, that being said, um, so, so when I went to Finland, um, I had hosted these people in South Korea. And couchsurfing is, since we're talking about perspective, I will talk about this. Uh, couchsurfing, it allows you to open up your home to people. And, oh, yeah. and so people can come stay with you. And yep. so I, I hosted literally about 300 people. 
So when I went to Europe, this is this is totally true. In two months in Europe, I think about either three or four nights I needed to stay at a hotel because I was just jumping around. Um, yeah, I was just jumping around, staying with the people who I hosted. And so um, another time I went to Israel and same thing. I was there for about 30 days and um, I was there for about 30 days and I only needed to stay three nights uh, in a hotel. So that was pretty nice. But anyway, when I went to visit them, she told me this and I told you this joke and I'm not sure if you got it, but she said that um, there's a, a joke like, how do you know when you meet an outgoing Finnish person? And yeah, they're staring at, your feet, at your feet. Yeah, they're staring yeah. at your feet and they're not staring at your own feet. And I don't know, I guess that might be like a cultural thing about. Um, yeah, yeah. Just, well, uh, I've, yeah. I've had uh, lots of contact with Americans in my life, uh, professors at university and, and uh, people uh, I've met online. Um, and especially the professor, he, he, he talked about his faux pas when he went to Denmark in, uh, in the first couple of months. He would go on a bus and try to strike up conversation with a Dane on the bus. And that, that, was, <laughs> that, that, that does not fly here. That's not what we do. Don't talk to strangers and we don't want to hear about your day. And we do not care what you have to say. Uh, that's just how we are uh, and the whole how do you do thing is not the thing we do it seems disingenuous to us did we lose the stream Hey, Mikhail, I'm sorry about that. Um, oh, yeah. I'm sorry about that. Um, okay, so okay, so that being said, um, uh, in South Korea, here's something interesting about South Korea. Um, in South Korea, you cannot look into someone's, or you shouldn't look into someone's eyes if it's like a more serious conversation. Does, so, does it matter uh, who the person is? If I'm you look 
side or maybe looking at and I, I can't really hear you, Isaiah. Mikael. Yep. That uh, I'm going to join from my 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 phone, so that that doesn't happen again. But okay. Um, by the way, if Darth Dawkins, his real name is Gary. Gary, if you're listening, I feel sorry to any atheist uh, who you curse out. Okay. So um, yeah. All right. So, so that, that being that, that being said, said I'm gonna. Okay. Okay. This is this is much better. Much better. I fixed this. Yeah. Okay. Can you hear me? Yes. Okay. Sorry, I had some issues right there. Um, can you hear me? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Can so you hear I me? Hear something. Okay. So the first question I have um, is how do you handle like seeing things from different person's perspective on an issue like you and your own personal life? In my personal life? Well, yeah, um, yeah. I've, I've um, most of my career or, or working life, I've been working with people. Uh, people has mm -hmm. uh, and communication has been a a um, one of the most important avenues of of uh, my work because I work in psychiatrics. So mm -hmm. communication is key. Uh, talking about what uh, how we understand the world and how we um, have different perspectives and and um, uh, it's important naturally in in this avenue because many of my patients have issues about what reality is um, so um and they have had most of them uh, quite uh, bleak and and troublesome childhoods and and this right. has of course affected their way of viewing the world and viewing what is and is not okay so right right so for, for the past 20 years, I've, I've been working in, in psychiatrics in one form or another. another uh, currently, I'm working in a forensic unit. That is to say, a place where uh, the patients have, uh, they have all of them 
some uh, diagnosis, usually a paranoid schizophrenia, uh, and they have all of them committed some crime, be it violence, murder, rape, and wow, yeah. Um, so, yeah, and usually uh, this crime they commit is is a direct result of their uh, experience with the world, uh, them being uh, psychotic in, in in the act, or uh, their skewed worldview uh, that drives them to do these things and. The only thing that keeps them from doing these things is psychiatric treatment and, and medication. Mm -hmm. Usually we see that people who stay away from drugs um, tend to their medication and, and go to their uh, appointed uh, times with their doctor. They usually uh, stay on the straight and narrow. It's it's difficult for them uh, because they are uh, they have a a different very different view of the world um, one of my patients actually thinks he's a god and other really? patient yes yes um, well you should you should tell him that god doesn't exist because you're an atheist and then that'll straighten him out he knows no, i'm just kidding. that's a joke he knows <laughs> i've tried to uh, uh, correct his reality like this because uh, yeah and we have another guy he he thinks he's a shaman uh, and uh, he has the feeling that the medication he gets um, prevents him from being himself and uh, mm -hmm. every time he he gets these uh, uh, injections every three weeks and in the immediate time after he usually uh, uses a lot of drugs the uh, meth and um, yeah so so you said methamphetamine yeah yeah so i'm from bakersfield california and bakersfield california is like the meth capital maybe of all america but definitely of california it is like it's just known for that so I've seen some people do some crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. I mean, my niece's aunt was pregnant and nine months pregnant and her boyfriend strangled her and cut the baby out of her and then killed the baby as well. So, uh, but he was, he was pretty messed up by, uh, by, by methamphetamine. So that can make yeah. you do some pretty messed up stuff, but, um, yeah, it's so, again, okay. Again. So, so Sorry, I yeah. want to, so I, I cannot, I cannot remember where exactly this is. And I, ho I hope it comes to my mind, but it was about this guy and his brother had some kind of schizophrenia. And I mean, his brother would be like perfectly fine one minute. And then the next minute he would start talking about some like really bizarre stuff. And and I think there was like a lot of tension there because he in the past would like try to disprove him or argue with him and stuff. And so he found that the most compassionate thing he could do was kind of like just talk to him in the little world that he was in. 
and um, just not really be judgmental towards him and just trying to just trying to be there for him, you know. And so he yeah, told me yeah. or I'm not sure I'm not sure if I saw it on YouTube or I talked to him, but he was saying that he was able to have a lot of, um, you know, a lot of progress whenever he was not really like going along with it, but just kind of like not really just immediately trying to, you know, kind of like asking him follow up questions, you know, like about whatever he was seeing and um, just trying to, yeah. So that was interesting. So, okay. So I want to ask you one quick question. Um, Have you ever gotten yourself into a situation where Danish culture clashed with others, um, maybe American or in another country or in uh, Denmark? Well, no, not not really abroad. Um, as I've, I've seen, mostly I've been traveling in in Europe, um, so maybe my experience is a bit too close to home. I think, uh, though, if you you travel to Southern Europe, uh, I've I've been as far away as Cyprus. Uh, it's real different, um, but. Usually, I've been in in vacation spots, so they they are geared towards tourists. Um, the longest time I've stayed in a foreign country was in England, and uh, English people and Danish people are not that far apart. <laughs> Have the same sort of dark humor, humor, and um, yeah. So that, that that was not much of a clash, and and I worked in a nursing home when I was there, so. Um, usually I spend my time with old people and, and uh, I, I tried to, to learn from the experience. So I didn't really want to clash with anyone, I think. So it, it, it didn't have happen, I think, by design. Um, and well, I think I've, I've tried most for the most part of my life to be, be attentive of what other people uh, say or do and, Try to see if I could fit in. I think um, so. That is not to say that so, that that I I can't clash with people. I can obviously. Yeah. So y- your mentality is kind of like when in Rome do as the Romans do, or when in Cyprus do as the Cyprus Cyprusies people do. Yeah. <laughs> well, kind kind of try to fit in. May- maybe maybe. Um, well, I think. Because uh, I come from a very small country, so so I'm cognizant of the the, the facts that we might not be the norm. So so um, from the get go, I, I think I'm I'm trying to find out what what would be acceptable to other people uh, as a rule, and I'm I'm curious as to how other people uh, see me see uh, the world so um so yeah i think that may be one of the things that has has created this situation for me hey uh just to break this up for a second do you remember when donald trump wanted to buy greenland from uh denmark yeah yeah they they didn't want to sell it so he got really bad yeah it was i bet (laughs) Yeah, it, it, we, it was a good laugh. We we laughed we laughed about him in in America and uh, pretty sure in South Korea here too. There's a lot of actually like you'd find the most of the people who are expats uh, 
who are expats like myself, like we're not the diehard American, like Trumpism, right wing, uh, Christian nationalist, you know, um, I do consider myself somewhat more of a, like a social libertarian because I do believe that God has given us free will. And so I do believe that, um, like, unless you're out killing people, obviously, if you're the Vikings, obviously, we should have locked up the Vikings if we could. But, you know, even in that, just real quick, from what I understand about, like, Denmark and Norway, pretty much Norway has, like, the best idea of um, prison, the prison system, is that yes. their idea is to rehabilitate. And, like, yes. I, I literally... I've seen some of those guys like prison cells. They're better than my apartment. That's not really saying much because I'm pretty crummy apartment, but uh, their places were really nice. They had like little condos yes. and they were really you, focused seen, on trying uh, to get them. I, I, I suspect you've seen Holden prison, isn't it? Holland? Holden prison in Norway. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that's it. Right, right. Yeah. It's a maximum security uh, thing in Norway, and they paraded around. I think so. It's it's the most modern and and best prison they yeah. have. So so uh, naturally that they'll show us that. Yeah, but I'm yeah, not sure if in that's Denmark, for... we, uh, okay. in Denmark, prisons aren't that nice. It's not horrible. Oh, but, they're not. But they, they're not as that. No. And but there's Denmark still the, has been still on notice. Good. Yeah, Denmark has been on notice uh, by uh, the EU because of our use of isolation prison. Mm -hmm. We put prisoners into isolation, and and it's it, it was worse back in the '90s, I think. But uh, we still do it for for some reason. I'm, I'm not that really. Well, because it, it's an unfortunate reality. Um, like I would say, probably like ninety nine percent of the um, of the population wouldn't have to be in an isolation unit. In, in America, no. it's called a shoe unit. It's called secure yes. housing unit. And so yeah. basically, it's like a lockdown, like um, twenty three out of like twenty four hours out of the day, and you have like one hour outside. But these are the people that like. It doesn't matter what kind of like um, additional benefits that you might give them to not be violent. Like they're going to be violent. They are. It yeah. doesn't matter what it is. They're going to find a way to cause violence. And um, so people yeah. like that for their own safety as well. It's not just the safety of others for their own safety. Kind of like you have to do that. too. It's an unfortunate reality. Yeah. But OK, so. Um, Here's 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 a big one I want you to think about for a second. But uh, how important is it to consider others' upbringing uh, in conversations or like in interactions? Like, how well, important do you think that is? Very. Um, again, in my job, in my current job, I've been there for for almost three years, um, and all my conversations with patients. Um, I know all of them have had uh, difficult childhoods, difficult upbringing, and may have some skewed views on how the world works or how you should Authority. act. Yeah, no, not only that. 
Um, currently, I'm uh, I'm the primary care person for a young uh, fella, um, 20 years old, and he's he's lived in and out of institutions since um, around his teens, um, and he he has massive issues. He he started uh, smoking cigarettes at the age of six. Wow! And he started do- using drugs at the age of seven. And there's, there isn't oh, a God. drug on this planet you, he hasn't tried. And he's 20 years old now. And we've been speaking uh, for months and months now uh, about the concept of, of having good parents, having parents that protect you, having parents who teach you what it means to be a functioning adult or a functioning person. And he has never had that. And he, he, um, when we started talking about this, he, he told me he had a good and secure childhood up until his parents got divorced. And they were divorced, divorced when he was 12. Yeah, they were divorced when he was 12. But mind you, he already abused drugs at the age of seven. That's unbelievable. So clearly there was something wrong from the beginning. Right. Yeah. So this has skewed his view of what normalcy is. Right. Um, And as I don't know if you you had the chance to look at what Marshall Rosenberg talks about. No, no, I haven't. It's it's an American uh, psychologist um, who talks about what it means to communicate nonviolently. And some of the things he talks about is uh, we've been very good for the past 5,000 years of playing the game of who's right. Mm -hmm. And and when you play this game of who's right, uh, you tend to categorize people in those who do the right right thing and those who do the wrong thing. And Mm -hmm. those who do the wrong thing deserve punishment. Mm-hmm. And and this has shaped our world. Uh, and uh, he he also speaks about these uh, the Nuremberg trials uh, after the uh, really? World War Two. Yeah. yeah. Right. And some of the some of the people who who were on trial also there were people who were on trial in in uh, Jerusalem. Um. They were, they were asked if it was difficult for them to sign the death warrant of thousands of people. And they said, mm-hmm. no, it wasn't because of the language they used. They talked about them as subhumans. They talked about them as deserving of uh, all the ills because they were the problem. They were the ones who who created the ills of our society, and thus they deserve to die. So hmm. language and, and perspective on people matters how we, we treat others. So massively important, massively important. Uh, so yeah, I would say the, the, the perspective thing is probably one of the most important things in life. If we wanna succeed at being, um, 
charitable to to one another uh, perspective is hugely important to yeah. to learn to see that maybe other people can do things a different way and that's okay as long as they don't yeah. kill you or take your shit yeah so um so recently i told you about i had an experience where i was with my wife and th there were three three bus stops and the first bus stop yes. i knew that we were supposed to get off at the second bus stop but she got off at the first bus stop and i was just like rolling my eyes like oh god what is she doing i said it's not till the yeah. next one and she did it anyway so then as we started going to the to the next one i guess i didn't press the button and so I got dropped off at the third one and I got out of there and I'm like, how the, where the heck am I? I'm like, uh, and then I started to think about it. I'm like, oh, maybe my wife was right. Like maybe, maybe that was a stop I needed to get off at. So yeah. I was walking back to where I needed to go. And I'm like, I felt, felt like a really big idiot. And, but by the time I got back there, she was there. And, yeah. and I thought, wow, this is a situation where we were both wrong like we yeah. were both wrong in a situation and and yet we still got to the same exact place at the same exact time and so yeah i thought there might be situations where because you're looking at a situation and you think i'm right i'm right i'm right and they're wrong yes. they're wrong they're wrong and so what happens yeah. when you do that is it it makes your thinking very fuzzy like so for example yeah. If I think that you're an atheist and you're not going to understand morality the way that I understand morality, like I'm already off on a wrong foot there, right? Because yeah. I could just take a look at the life of Jesus. When Jesus was out walking around, it was the religious people who had like the biggest issues, who were the most immoral people. And it was the non-religious people who often, who often understood um, his message and who understood like love and compassion better than the religious people. So it's totally yeah. possible that, right. Yeah. Right. It's true that um, it's hugely important to, to be, um, uh, I forget the word. Um, Charitable? No, no, curious about other people. To be curious and not to assume that you know what's going on so you 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 ask questions try to mm -hmm. to to see if your assumptions are correct uh, because the minute you think you are right you and they're wrong you feel sorry and they're wrong too not just that i'm right they're wrong yeah, and they are wrong. Then you, uh, the thinking stops, and and uh, oh, might yeah. um, might not realize that you actually are wrong, or you're both are wrong, or some variant of it. So so yeah yeah. Um, some of my my my, my time at, at university, we were taught to when we speak to patients, uh, the most important thing is to be always curious never to think that we know all about the person you're sitting across from because you might not have asked the correct questions right and, and so it can be a trap to to uh, lull your, yourself into this thing 
where you think you you know all you need to know. Yeah. So. Hey, uh, I do want to say something just off topic. Uh, you speak English really well. I was really surprised uh, talking to you. Uh, yeah, do you think you. that that's something that most Danes are able to do? Yes, we are taught English from uh, from the third grade. Because wow, uh, trouble is for us that we speak a language that not many people do. So we yeah. we are taught at least two languages, usually English and later on German or French and later on maybe Spanish or yeah, depending wow. on what you did in. That's great. Yeah, so that's great. Well, I can understand German, but don't don't have me speak it <laughs> so so yeah okay thank you thank you for that um so um and here's something totally off topic but um uh, when did you start to go bald at around 33 i think whoa yeah i got like a, a tired decade on you when i was about 23 years old i started receding but I was doing the comb forward for a while. It was it was working oh, no. for a while, but oh, no. but then the <laughs> but then I I started losing so much in the middle I couldn't pull it off anymore. So mm. uh, okay, so let's see. I want to get to the next question, um, but but I do want to before I do I do want to tell you that um, one of the reasons why I started to cut it off to go bald is because in South Korea. They just started telling me like, "Oh, you're going bald," and I'm like, "Uh, yeah, you know," because their culture is just very direct. They'll just say yeah. like, "Oh, you have a big, big nose, or you're fat, or something like that." It's a yeah. And, and of course, we would find it totally rude, like totally rude. Um, but then, as as Westerners, we do stuff that they think is just totally obnoxious, you know. Like yeah. totally, unforgivably, egregiously obnoxious, and so I think when you're dealing with, especially people of other culture or different sex or different age, you got to just like understand. Like, I, I can't go and have a conversation with a 23 year old person and think that I'm going to have like a a level playing field. Like that, that's not reasonable, no. you know. No. Just today, just today. Um, someone was responding on Facebook to a post and I looked at their profile and they're like 18 years old. And I was just like, Hey, time out. I'm like, Hey, you're really smart for your age. You know, I'm like, your parents obviously yeah. did a really good job for you. And I'm like, you're doing a good job to evaluate this. And I, I told him, I said, your parents should be really proud of you. Uh, because I had no idea that this person was in high school. So, uh, you know, no. for being in high school, Kind of, yeah, like well, you got to meet the person where they're at. You know? Yeah, yeah. I'll I'll say that schools have gotten better uh, since I went to school. Um, <laughs> no doubt about it. My 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 son is way better prepared for life than I was when I went to school. Right. So, your son is twenty five. Yeah, he's. So. And my daughter turns four in two hours, so I'm really excited about that. Okay, just wait uh, until she turns 25 and see if you understand anything, <laughs> right? Right. About what what her life is like, and she will tell you yeah. that you don't understand. So, so, so I do have a, 
Yeah, I do have a question to ask you is, why is there such difficulty in accepting others' positions? Uh, why do you find that that's something that most people like have a really hard time doing? Well, I think uh, oftentimes we get, um, we get bogged down in our own position uh, and we, it's again, a game of being right, I think. Don't like to be wrong. It's uncomfortable to be wrong, to be told that we are wrong and have right. a feeling that we, we might not have the, have it on the ball. So it's, it's a thing, um, it's uncomfortable to, to, to feel it. And I think it's, a, um, it's an exercise to be okay with not knowing things or admitting, yeah, I might have been wrong in this perspective or this issue. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, and, yeah, it, it's about being flexible, I think. Flexibility right. of thought helps. See, that's one of those things right there. Like, if you would have tried to have corrected me at the age of 23, I would I would literally have a physical reaction. My, I yeah. would get, like... Um, you could see right here. I get, I would get yeah. veins popping out of my head. I would get red. I, I could literally go into like a rage. And so now I am 39 years old. And I've realized as I look back now in the last, especially the first 30, 35 years of my life, like I was wrong more often than I was right, you know? And so yeah. when I think about that right now, it's like, okay. Um, I maybe in 20 years, I'm going to have a completely different perspective than I do right now. Yes. And the things that I hold, hold on to that I'm dogmatic yeah. about, like I might be totally wrong. So there is a gentleman in, in who was on here. His name is a Gary and he's very violent towards atheists. He likes to drop profanity on them. He likes to speak yeah. down to them and he likes to mute them. Um, you might see him down there. His name is Darth. His name is Darth Dockings. His real name is yeah, Gary I've Milne. Seen, I've yeah. seen him before. So, yeah. So um, he gets in a conversation. It's I'm right. I know everything. You're an effing yeah. idiot. You're an effing loser. And so th those yeah. are the conversations I want to have. Like, how am I reflecting Jesus Christ if that's the way that I'm speaking to you? You know, like, you're, like I think about this, like. Yeah, you're a child of God. So if you were to slap my daughter and then come over to me and like, hey, Isaiah, let's go out for a hamburger. Like, and you think I'm not going to take into consideration that you just slapped my daughter? You know what I mean? Like, you and I yeah. aren't going to be civil with each other. We're probably going to have to step outside, no. me and you. Um, so yeah. it's like, that's the way I see God has we're, his creations here on this planet. And it's my job to love them and try to accept them where they're at right now and to try to be an example of Jesus and his light and his love. And so this is the way I do yeah. it through this podcast. And um, yeah, yeah, I really appreciate you participating. Yeah. Um, being charitable to, to other people is, is a good thing. It, it costs nothing. Uh, my grandmother always taught me that being courteous costs nothing but breath. Mm. And it, it usually, it usually, yeah, it usually uh, relieves tension. Or uh, if you can show another person courtesy, 
it it will usually bring the conversation or the situation to a happier place. So sure, even if they they are yeah. unpleasant to you, still try to be courteous. Sure. And so going on to the next question, um, this is interesting. This is a really interesting one. Um, I really am eager to get your opinion on this because, um, uh, yeah, just what you're a little bit, you're a few years older than me. So how do you go about accepting your wrong, that you're wrong in a situation or changing as a result? Because you can figure out that you're wrong. But that doesn't mean that you're going to change. Like, and I'm going to give you an example because after I became a Christian, I went to counseling for one year. Like I had some really deep-seated issues from my past. And my yes. counselor told me this. She said, she told me that she had never seen somebody go through the counseling process the way that I did. Because she said, I accomplished in one year what it would take other people two to three years to accomplish. And she said, mm -hmm. I, she says, Isaiah, like, I could talk to someone for literally two years and they completely understand every, they can articulate everything that they've learned, but it will not change your life at all. So yeah. it's like first, they always say like the first step into recognizing that you have a problem is to admit you have a problem because if you don't admit yeah. you have a problem, then how are you going to change it? Right. So, yeah. but even after you do that, unless you're willing to actually change your actions, like um, all the epiphanies, all the knowledge, all the counseling in the world isn't going to help you. So how do you personally no. do that yourself? Well, I think it's, it, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult because I, I've, I've lived a life and I've, I've obviously not been, been, with our problems, I think all of us experience problems in our lives, and and I think many times it's it's a thing you, you have to work through. Uh, I've been in therapy too because uh, I had to uh, due, right. due to experiences I had and and due to uh, my education because there's this uh, thing. When you, you study psychology at university in Denmark, you, you have to go into therapy. Uh, as, oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, so, so I went in, we had 10 sessions where, uh, because if I'm going to be a person who is, uh, who would be able to help others, I would need to sort out my own crap. Right, so, right. Yeah, so uh, I can't bring in my own uh, issues into uh, my my patients. It's just not yeah. how it goes. Um, so so yeah. Um, but hold on. It, so it so if you can work, model, the, yeah. So, so one second. If you can model that it's possible to change and that you're willing to make the change, I think that makes you a much better teacher. Honestly. Yes. Yes. True. And. I think one of the, the important things is that not to be dogmatic in one's thinking. Right, right. Uh, not being uh, inflexible, um, not being, uh, I think uh, um, 
I have a an adult son now, and for the past ten years or so, increasingly he he has challenged me to modify wow. my thinking uh, because wow. he 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 goes out into the world and has his own experiences and comes home and we talk a lot. We are talking family. We all of our family members are people who likes to talk. Um, so. Uh, he has challenged me on my assumptions wow. and, and, and place in life. And um, I was stuck in a rut some years ago. Um, and actually, uh, conversations with him has helped me. So uh, wow. I think recognizing that my child is able to bring some something into my life is important. Not to neglect or uh, or uh, belittle uh, him wow. because he's twenty years younger, twenty one years younger than I am. He has experiences, yeah. and he's lived his life, and and uh, he has perspectives. He, yeah, course, and you know what? Uh, like, oh, sorry. Yeah, of course, I have perspectives that he he does not. And he he also comes to talk to me about uh, his issues and 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 the the, the problems in his, in his life, and and uh, he benefits from that. And he talks to his mother as as well, obviously. Um, so and hey, other Miguel, hold on. By the second, yeah, one second. By the way, I have to say this: I would hate to have you as a father. Why? Because uh, did you ever see the Big Bang Theory? Yes. Okay, well, so the main character's mother is a psychologist, and she's always psychoanalyzing him. So I'm sorry, that's it. That's yeah. it. You like, <laughs> hey, hey, dad, I'm, ha I'm having this girl problem, and your dad's like, hey, tell me about your relationship with your mother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, I got a joke for you. Uh, that's a total joke, by the way. You seem like a great guy. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah um, I, know. I know. Um, so, so do you know what a Freudian slip is? Yes. Okay. So here's a Freudian slip is when you go to say one thing, but you accidentally say a mother. Yeah. Get it? Uh, yes. All right. Instead of another, a mother. Okay. I'm not sure yes. if that translated into, uh, it yes, came out it in the translation. Okay. So, all right. So I want to move on to maybe the last question. Um, yes. Really want to thank you for, yeah, your input so far. And before I do that, I just want to talk about God for a second, okay? Yeah. Um, what um, What do you think would be the most compelling evidence, just personally, for God's existence, right, that you've seen? And what do you think would be the most compelling evidence for his non-existence, in your opinion? Well... Um, I'm, the issue is for me that I, I, I don't know that I can say either way if he exists. Um, sure, so sure. I, I reserve, um, my right to, 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 to accept his existence if ever evidence is presented to me, but sure, I don't sure. know what the evidence would be to be sure. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Let me try to answer this from a, from a perspective of an atheist, because I was an atheist for a while. But I would have said, um, 
Um, so I would have said the number one thing that made it like impossible for me to believe that a God existed was the existence of evil. But on mm-hmm. the other hand, probably the most compelling evidence that I thought was out there was the vastness of the universe. Uh, because if the universe was like, let's say like the universe was like this big, right? And so we're in like this little bubble, like let's yeah. say like a snow, like a snow globe. And yes. let's just say this little small area existed. Of, you can maybe think that, okay, maybe this, maybe somehow or never this happened to come about by chance or whatever. But when you look into the, to the complexity and how big the universe is, like our minds can't even comprehend it. So to no. me, it's like the fact that it's so big and so mysterious, that to me, in my own personal opinion back then, was what made it kind of like, okay, well, maybe maybe there's something out there, you know? But that's just yeah. what I would tell you from a, from a former atheist. So uh, can you just well, spitball anything? Yeah, well, the, the enormity of our universe and seemingly the rarity of life seems a, an argument against, as I see it. Why would God create this enormous uh, cosmos if we are the only people? Not, not to say that, that God couldn't be creating life uh, left and right, um, but that is to say, all the, the traditional arguments I've heard uh, have left me wanting. Uh, I haven't yeah. heard any any arguments yet. There are those who say that uh, it's so spectacularly unlikely that life would exist without a god, and they go into these uh, probabilities uh, in the billions and millions and things I don't really understand. So uh, maybe uh, maybe the issue is that I don't understand the issue. Um, so it can be uh, I'm not saying that I it may be that that I would never never be able to understand it Uh, sure sure. yeah 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 okay well uh, thank you for that thank you for your opinion and we get to the last question now is uh, how do you personally navigate friends or family with uh, with opposing views or maybe a co-worker or something like that Opposing views uh, uh, politically on God or on God uh, on the workplace, just yeah. I mean, okay, look, it's, so, it's like this. Hold on, stop. Because hmm. I can tell you, I don't always agree with myself. Like, I hmm. I don't agree with the actions that I do. So if I don't agree with my own actions and my own thoughts all of the time, what's the likelihood that I'm going to totally get along 100% or see exactly like someone else. So uh, no. we're all, this is going to be a constant issue. You know what I mean? No matter if you're a Christian or an atheist or a socialist or agnostic or a Dane or a Finnish person, we're going to run into these problems yes. regardless, you know? Yes. Yes. Well, I was always taught in my uh, um, education that every time you meet a new person or every time you have a conversation with a person, it, it's a, cultural meeting it's it's an exchange of ideas it's an exchange of culture 
uh, and uh, even within our own country, there are different cultures. And I think mm -hmm. uh, this is an, an important thing to do. Uh, maybe try to to consider what other people bring to the the table or bring out in you or they you bring out in them um i have family members who uh, differ quite extremely with me on political views my mother and stepfather they are they would be trump people if they lived in america and i despise right. Uh, I, I despise their political views, but I, I love them as people. Um, and I've spent lots of time uh, talking to them about the way they view the world. They they have this. Um, I've, I've talked to my, my my big sister about this. They they live in fear of the world. They live in fear of things that aren't uh, as they. Uh, they like them to be or how they understand the world. So uh, it's a fear thing. They, they are always afraid and they watch the news constantly and they, they stress about it. And, and it's, it's, it's a big source of problems for them. And, and every time we talk to them, have you heard about this and have you seen this and blah, 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 and this and that happened and, and oh, the world is dangerous. Uh, uh, and it's just so disheartening, I think. And I sometimes talk to my mother about this and tell her, maybe, maybe for a couple of days, go off the news cycles. And right, be, right, right. Be, yeah, be able to breathe more easily. And yeah, yeah, because I don't think it's healthy to, to live in fear like they yeah. do. Yeah, and you know what? I will say this: one of the things that um, one of the things that that has always really gotten me is that I've tried to I have to analyze this that I have my views and my positions because I've had the experiences that I've had. You know, yes. God knows that if I would have had some different experiences, my thoughts would be different on things. So when I interact yes. with someone, I say this person is the sum of all their. Um, of all of their yes. experiences to now, the people who they know, their parents, their mothers, who all never meet. And so uh, I have to take a bit of humility in approaching that and saying that, hey, yes. I have no idea how this person is gonna interpret what I'm saying. They may be um, interpreting it, like for example, let's, let's suppose I called God our heavenly father. And I, I'm talking to a person who has had a father who was abusive uh, either physically or sexually to them as kind of like maybe some of the yes. people you're talking about. Well, even yes. mentioning that concept of having a heavenly father, it totally throws it off, you know? Um, yes. You know what I mean? That's, that's true. I, so true. you just have to take that into consideration that, um, you know, there's, uh, there's a wide range of people's uh, experiences that we just don't know about. We have our yes. own individual experience and it makes sense to us, you know? And so yeah. like, I, I do want to I do want to give you one quick example from the Gospels and, um, you know, talk about that. By the way, uh, yeah, Macau seems nice, but I'm an idiot. Uh, Dar uh, Gary, I'm not going to call you Dart. Your name is Gary, Gary Milne. 
Uh, Gary says, uh, you are an idiot. The Bible says in James, because you were quoting James the other day, that when you insult someone, you're insulting someone created in God's image, Gary. So uh, you should really watch the way that you do that to atheists and to Christians, because that's not nice. You're not reflecting Jesus Christ. So, okay, so um, now he kind of threw me off here for a second. <laughs> I actually lost my idea. Oh, actually, I, I, so I, I will tell you a quick story, because whenever I went to Finland, um, these people got onto the, the, the bus with me, and the woman was wearing, like, we call it a wife beater, uh, but it's like a tank top. So it's a really yes, bad word. Know. You know, where it's like... Yeah. And she like she wasn't wearing a bra and she kind of had like all of these like sunburns on her. And she was with yep. a guy and they were being really loud and really obnoxious. And she like yeah. farted like in front of me. And so <laughs> later on, I, I went to my I went to the people who I was staying with. And I was like, I told them about and I'm like, I thought like you Finnish people were all like super cultured and super like you know what I mean? Know all about uh, history yeah, and five. Yeah. I mean, she spoke like she spoke like five or six different languages. Uh, she, she was part Ukrainian. And so she's like, well, uh, we have those people here. You know, I mean, they, they use the, I hate this word. I'm going to put it in quotations, but it's white trash. They're like, uh, we have white trash here. I too. think they I, are I hate everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. I think they are. That's everywhere. interesting. Yeah, that's interesting. You're saying those people exist even in uh, in um, in Denmark. So um, they do. Yeah. So they do. yeah, I really, man, I really wish I would have remembered that last point I wanted to say. But um, you know, I do want to close off by uh, if you have any last thoughts right now that you'd like to get out there, I'd really like to. Well, hear any last. Just to round it off, I, I think it's important to to remember to be curious with people and not um, not assume that you know um, it's it's been a uh, an experience for me to learn this and and um, yeah and I would I would really recommend that if you take the time there's there's a lecture uh, by Marshall Rosenberg where he talks about this nonviolent communication uh, it's a three-hour long thing, but it's wow. it, yeah, it, it, it's it's an amazing experience to 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 hear him talk because it, he has it, he has been working as a conflict re uh, resolution dude uh, for the most of his life. Yeah, yeah, well, a person who he he travels person. around the world. He travels around the world. He it's it's a small thing. Sometimes he talks to to couples who have had uh, conflict in their marriage for maybe ten or fifteen or twenty years, and he promises twenty minutes after people are able to tell him what wow. the other person needs, he can solve the problem wow. and he says this is the same problem or the same tactic you can use when you are speaking to warring tribes because he, he traveled around uh, in africa where people have been killing them uh, each other left and right for for generations and he and he wondered some people want 
want to perpetuate this killing thing or, or, or keeping up the, the conflict and others don't. And what's going on with the people who don't want this? Why are some people able to let go? And he talked to these people and developed this whole way of thinking, talking from the heart, not being a jackal, as he called it. A jackal. But, like Darth, yes. Darth Gary, his name is Gary. He likes to hide Probably behind uh, behind the screen of Darth Dawkins uh, and uh, yes, uh, Richard Dawkins. But your name is Gary, and you, you're so cowardly you won't even show your face, Gary. So that's a that's a pretty cowardly thing to do. Uh, but yeah, okay, I do want to thank you for that. I am sorry that we had a troll here, but um, <laughs> they say don't feed well, the trolls because they'll they'll bite you. Yeah. And but I just couldn't resist because this not this is not the first time he showed up trolling here. So. Um, yeah. I happen to well, catch him this time. I've so. seen him too. I've yeah. seen him too. I've, I've seen him speak to others too. So yeah, usually yeah, it's not good. pleasant. Yeah. So actually, Gary, you said he says he really likes you. By the way, he's been saying you're a really nice oh. guy. So, Gary, I would highly suggest that you talk to Mikkel here because I feel the love of Jesus Christ uh, in this guy a hundred times more than I see it in you. So I see nothing but hatred and condescending and vitriol um, trying to attack people. And this guy seems like uh, I would take this guy over you any day of the week. So if you want to learn a little bit Thanks. more about Jesus Christ, you probably talk to Mikkel or Michael, whatever the hell your name is. Yeah. Uh, one last thing. You got a really nice looking shaped head. You got like a perfectly egg. We call it egg head. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I actually had a friend. Uh, I had a friend some years ago who we we had been out drinking, and we uh, we got to his house, and he was just standing there looking at my head, and then he grabbed my head and said, "You have a nice shaped head, man." It is. It's really <laughs> and then and then yeah. he proceeded to to uh, rub to it, shave off. My hair. No, he shaved up my hair. Oh, wow. Uh, and the next you know day, what, uh, I had to walk home in 10 degrees freezing weather, uh, oh, 10 yeah. minus 10 degrees centigrade with no hat on. And I, I don't know. Yeah. I know. I have about 10 I have about 10 different hats here because it does get really yeah. cold here. So uh, I do have to cover yeah. my head whenever I go outside. It's, it's snowing right now. So, uh, yeah. You know oh. what? I really want to thank you. I really want to thank you for your time. And I do want to say this, that, um, yeah, we really do need um, to have more respectful conversations like this. Sure. Because sure. I, I can tell you this positively. I would wager my life on the fact that, uh, and I have wagered my life on the fact that God does exist because I've personally experienced him. And so yeah. if you haven't had those experiences, like it would be totally unreasonable for me to expect you to believe in that. Like, let's just say yeah. Thor was the real God. Okay, just hypothetically speaking, if Thor was a real God and I've never experienced Thor, I've never experienced his lightning and his hammer or Freya or Odin. If I never experienced any of those, it would be completely unreasonable for someone else to hold me to that standard. See, I like I'm an idiot or I'm, a, yeah. I'm an immoral person because I haven't had those experiences. So it's like, if you haven't had those, I totally get it. And it's, you've seen me a little bit online. 
sometimes debating yes. some atheists, but like my issue is like, okay, if you don't believe, like I have zero issue whatsoever. Like that's like a default mm. position. But whenever you yeah. assault someone's intelligence or someone's integrity because they believe differently than you, that's where I have a problem with like militant fascist atheism. Um, I call it I call it evangelical atheism. That's my term. I've well, created. Um, I, I think I think there is such a thing, really. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but, but yeah, but I have deep issues with some of Christianity. Uh, uh, sure, I have to say. Sure, I have deep issues with atheism myself. I know, I know. I am. You you said that you think atheism is a cult, and I am. I think it's a silly argument. Well, I mean, I will I will say this in two minutes. I will give a two minute summation why I do believe that it, it's cult. Well, first of all, uh, it's more the extreme thinking of the evangelical atheism is what I call it. That side is actually very abusive and it does have very cultish type thinking. So if you just don't believe, then I wouldn't I wouldn't say that. But it's more of the not only do we not believe, but you're an idiot and you're psychotic for believing. So I have been called yeah. mentally unstable and an idiot and a liar for, for my beliefs. And so well, that is really, that right there is really cultish thinking. I mean, I've had people, you can hear my daughter right there. I've had atheists talk about my daughter in the most disgusting, vile language around a bunch okay. of other atheists. And no one has stepped in and said anything. So if that's the way you're thinking and behaving, absolutely that is cultish. Uh, absolutely, I would call that cultish behavior. Um, but that's kind of more in line with what I'm talking about, which is the evangelical abusive type atheism. So, yeah. Uh, but anyway, anyway, um, you know, but if you're willing to have conversations, uh, I but Darth, I would, call, I would call Darth an absolute cultist, though. Darth okay. Dawkins, Gary Milne is an absolute cultist. I will call him come out right now as a Christian. The way that this guy behaves and thinks is. I mean, you could flat out see him down in South America, like committing suicide with a bunch of people, because that kind of abusive uh, and narcissistic way of thinking is exactly what um, uh, Jim Jones had. So, yeah, you okay. should not be a narcissist. I don't know humility. like that. I don't know. Uh, I've, I've yeah. only seen him um, on on some 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 other channels. Uh, I think he's he's been on the atheist experience, I think. Um, well, anytime you have abusive and narcissistic thinking, it can lead you down into that line. So if yeah. we can have conversations here, then we, we don't need to bring in abusive language or uh, no, no. words like cult. Well, but whenever you're going after people and abusing them and um, that that is really really cultish thinking so but anyway i, I really want to thank you for your time and um i definitely look forward to seeing you back again man you're you're a great guest uh really appreciate the time and i know you got to get going right now so check us out at yeah. www.rhcpodcast.com you can check us out at instagram facebook twitter spotify yeah. just about everywhere you can find someone you can find everywhere. us and we're going to leave you with this uh outro and we look forward to seeing yeah. you back again we look forward to seeing you back again.